Welcome to Florida's fourth estate. We are right in the thick of hurricane season right now in the state of Florida. And while most of us think of hurricanes as something that causes sheer panic and destruction <laughs> and terror, believe it or not, scientifically, they can be helpful. We're going to talk about the positives of hurricanes today on Florida's fourth estate. So glad to have you with us. I'm Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. You're right. We're right in the thick of it. We just started the month of August, and that is when we start to see an uptick in hurricane activity. Actually, our meteorologist, our chief meteorologist, Tom Searles, yesterday just said we're watching like three waves. And whenever you hear that, you, you do. You start to panic, and you're like, people are going on vacation. They're going on cruises. They're like, well, everything's canceled then. Uh, so today, we hope to kind of allay some of those fears. And when you hear about tropical storms and hurricanes, maybe you'll have a little better attitude. And I'm saying that for myself as well. <laughs> I definitely won't have a better attitude about it, but it is an interesting <laughs> twist that I've never heard on hurricanes. And so we have Dr. Kelly Kibler joining us. She is from uh, UCF and she is, I don't want to mess this up, uh, eco, her focus is on Eco Hydraulics, and she is a water resources engineer. And uh, Dr. Kibler, we're so glad to have you with us on our humble podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, oh, it's our pleasure. And so, so let's get this started here. Hurricanes, most of us think of them as terrible and bad, but uh, in your line of work, how do they help? How are they good for the state of Florida? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and I want to first say that I'm just like everybody else. When I hear a hurricane is coming, I, I immediately panic as well. Um, <laughs> because like human perspective, our experience with tropical storms and hurricanes, you know, it can range from like mildly inconvenient all the way up to like absolutely devastating when people lose their homes or properties or lives in these events. So yeah, it's really bizarre to think about any positive benefits that come out of hurricanes, uh, because when we think of our human perspective, there just really aren't very many to think about. But ecosystems are completely different. Um, for an ecosystem, a hurricane represents a extreme condition, right? A climatic extreme. And things happen during climatic extremes that can't happen during just typical weather. And so you could think about hurricanes as having kind of a superpower to affect the environment um, because our, our ecosystem, like the plants and the animals that live in Florida, are here because they've adapted to the conditions of Florida, um, and hurricanes are an important part of that condition. So if we didn't have hurricanes, our landscape and, and our ecosystems would look and function really differently. Yeah, and for anyone who's lived it, you know, a lot of people haven't they weren't born in Florida and they moved here. I, I'm not a native Floridian. So when I first moved to Florida and you enjoy all these beautiful places, like for example, like, you know, you talk about St. John's Pass. I'm like, oh, it's a pass because a hurricane came right through and cleared this whole area out. Like that's, I, I find that interesting, fascinating, but then you get something beautiful at the, the end of it. So when we talk about water, water is our lifeline here in Florida. How is it good for the actual water system here? Yeah, so I, I think about this a lot. So I'm a water resources engineer. And like Matt said, I run a research lab that's focused on eco-hydraulics. And that's kind of the study about how water moves through our natural ecosystems. 
Um, and there are a lot of ways that storms benefit our aquatic systems. So there are kind of the obvious ways like you know, when we get some rainfall and it sinks into the ground and replenishes our aquifer, right? like that's our drinking water supply. So that's a, a fairly obvious um, way that hurricanes benefit our water systems. But when a hurricane or a tropical storm happens, these are the days when Florida waterways contain the most water that they ever are going to contain throughout the year, right? So the water levels are the highest, um, the you think about like the, the way that the water is moving, the strongest velocities are going to be seen when the water levels are higher, the, you throw on the impact of the wind speeds and the storm surge, and then you get the highest waves that are going to be seen. And again, from a human perspective, this all sounds terribly scary, but from uh, the perspective of our aquatic ecosystems, this is something that has to happen in order for them to continue functioning. Um, so, Water and hurricanes, they, they really um, are water and ecosystems that are built by water are built by hurricanes. Yeah, and some animals uh, really require, like almost they're built around uh, hurricanes coming and hitting. Like, uh, for instance, I've, I've heard you talk about the Florida scrub jay at times. Can you talk a little bit about that bird and why, why it is so reliant on things like hurricanes and tropical storms coming through? Yeah, uh, well, there are a number of species not, I mean, the Florida scrub jay is a great example because it is the only bird species that's endemic to Florida. So it's like Florida's only bird <laughs> that, that is found only here. It comes from Florida. Um, and it, it wouldn't be here if not for disturbance like hurricanes or wildfires. So if our ecosystem didn't experience disturbance for a really long time, and the, the vegetation and the landscape started to reflect that lack of disturbance, the habitat wouldn't be appropriate for the Florida scrub jay. It would be outcompeted by other species. Um, so it's only during times after a hurricane or a wildfire that, that the habitat looks really, really good for the Florida scrub jay. And then it can persist and stay here in our environment. So if we didn't have any disturbances, we would lose you know, that that special kind of species that you could think of them as kind of being a little bit sensitive, right? They need these particular disturbed habitats. They can't compete with other species if, it, if the disturbance doesn't happen. So we would lose that kind of whole suite of um, organisms if we didn't have things like hurricanes. Yeah, and speaking of losing things that are, you know, that benefit us, when we see, when we get into hurricane season, we, we're always like, oh my gosh, it would be, Florida would be perfect if we didn't have hurricanes, but Florida wouldn't be Florida without hurricanes. Yep, that's exactly right. So explain that a little bit. I mean, I know it's complicated, but explain why Florida wouldn't look the same. It wouldn't feel the same. Well, um, our landscapes would look different. So that's a really general way of answering that question. So I want to like dig into it and give you a few more specifics, maybe that are, you know, things that I've studied in particular. Um, so for instance, my research um, in eco-hydraulics is really inspired by its application to infrastructure. So, um, you know, I'm a civil engineer and um, infrastructure, you know, most people hear the word infrastructure and think about roads or bridges, but I think about the infrastructure that is meant for um, protecting people and property from the effects of weather or climate. 
um, and especially for water resources. So like our drainage systems that keep water off of our roads so that we can drive safely when it rains, things like that, or um, infrastructure that is meant to protect uh, land around our water bodies. So Florida's got a lot of water, right? Everywhere you go, you, you run into a, a river, an estuary, um, a spring, we have a lot of water. Um, and in the areas around that water, sometimes there are some problems of losing the land around the water called erosion, right? So some of the land is being washed away into the water by either waves or, or the effects of the river. Um, and so if your property happens to be next to the, a water body that's eroding, it can be really distressing. So um, infrastructure that is built to protect banks or shorelines, um, it, it tends to be made out of things like you know, concrete or rock. So when, I, when somebody builds, let's say a seawall next to a shoreline to keep it from eroding, that seawall is going to be built at one elevation, right? And it's at one height. So if the, if the land around it changes or if the water level around that seawall changes, it can't adapt, right? It's at that fixed height. So Florida's natural ecosystems are really, really good at being able to adjust to things like changing conditions. And so you can think about when I say, you know, Florida's geographic landscapes have been shaped by hurricanes. One of the things that we have is this, you know, great natural infrastructure that helps do things like prevent erosion or that allows water to be captured when it rains and, and enter our aquifer for our drinking water supply. So some of these natural features that can function as infrastructure, like we've got wetlands, we've got oyster reefs, we have got mangrove forests, we've got seagrass beds, all of these things need regular disturbance that comes in the form of storms to be maintained. So just the way that, you know, somebody would have to go out and maintain that seawall, regular storms kind of our maintenance crew that comes out and, and maintains our barrier islands, our dunes, our mangrove forests. And you may not see it immediately after a hurricane. So you may go into a forest after a hurricane and it may look pretty devastated. Um, but something that happens in these, especially these coastal features that during a hurricane experience storm surge, really high water levels, a lot of waves, the water comes into these natural features and it's moving really fast. It has a lot of energy. And when water moves fast and it has a lot of energy, it can pick up things and carry them. And one of the things that it picks up and carries are sediments, so like dirt, sand. Um, so water is moving into a mangrove wetland during a storm and it's carrying a lot of sand. When it hits the mangroves themselves, um, the water has to slow down. So the energy of that water is being converted against the drag of the wetlands. And when the water slows down, it has to drop all of that sediment that it's holding. So all of the sediment settles down into the mangrove wetland. And so not only has that wetland kind of stopped the, the water from moving further inland and maybe flooding somebody's property, but it also has now the elevation of the bottom of the wetland has grown during the storm. And it can only happen during the times that the water levels are really high like that and moving with all that energy. So for instance, during Hurricane Irma, my group was studying um, a mangrove. Um, we noticed, uh, we measured about four inches of sand that was deposited within the wetland in, in the mangrove during Hurricane Irma. So just one event, the, the bottom of the wetland grew by four inches. And then the shoreline next to the mangrove wetland that was bare, it had no vegetation. We saw the opposite. So more sand was removed from the shoreline and the shoreline eroded. 
So this is an example of kind of the, the interplay between Florida's natural infrastructure and storms. So over time, when we get enough of these storms, these can actually help to function to raise the level of the mangrove wetlands, raise the level of the shoreline, and maybe even keep pace with changing conditions like sea level rise. Okay, like visually, a- I'm sorry, I was just visually, I just saw you build lots of sandbags describing that, like, you know, because that's, it's nature's sandbags, right? Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. It's, that's exactly uh, mangrove wetland nature's sandbags. I like it. <laughs> it feels like a metaphor in here, though, to me, like, in a person, much like in Florida, the toughest times are what make you who you are. Right. Like, is that what I'm getting? Um, so and, and I, I think that we've talked a lot about the the positive impacts of hurricanes, but we should say, I mean, there have to be a lot of negatives because after a hurricane, I see garbage strewn about and I see erosion where sea turtles would normally be nesting. So it's fair to say there's a, there's some positive and, and a bunch of negative, too, that goes along with this. Right, Dr. Kibler? Yeah, that's absolutely the case. I mean, a lot of organisms uh, experience mortality during hurricanes and you know, nobody likes to think about sea life dying in a hurricane. Yeah. Um, so erosion happens during hurricanes too, but we have a lot of tools that we could use to prevent that erosion. I think, uh, you know, if we were really smart about the way that we uh, focus on our natural infrastructure, um, we could really prevent a lot of some of the negative things that that happen during hurricanes because a lot of it has to do with just uh, humans being in really close proximity to risky areas. So there's a lot we can do in terms of moving people away from risky areas, um, shoring up our natural infrastructure, and uh, just being prepared for these events. Yeah, over the years, you know, we we talk about something and we call it uh, where we work, it's called forecasting change. And most people know it as climate change. Have you seen that impact what we've seen here over the years? Um, Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's something that I see when, you know, I I go out in the field and collect data. I spend Mm -hmm. a lot of my time in aquatic ecosystems. Um, And even just in the short time that I've been doing this in Florida, I'm also not a native Floridian myself, but, you know, it seems like our, our high water season gets higher every year and lasts longer every year, or areas that are just subject to flooding that didn't used to be, you know, and it doesn't have to be a storm event. It can just happen during a high tide or something like this. Um, so yeah, there, there's absolutely we're we're living in the age of you know actually starting to feel the impacts of of climate change, um, and if we you know listen to the people who who study this, we're we're going to see more in the future. Yeah. Well, Dr. Kelly Kibler, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. I know that there are positive things that come from hurricanes, but I still think they suck big time. (laughs) I hate them, and I hope they stay away forever. I'm sorry to the little scrub, Jay, but that's just how I feel. (laughs) Doctor, thank you so much for the work you're doing, and we appreciate you. This is another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. Thank you very much. Thank you.